0: One of the things that happened over the weekend, we saw Pierre Polyev, as was expected, he was named the leader of the Federal Conservative Party and did so in a landslide, an absolute landslide. We had a chance to talk with Professor Matt Farrell from Fanshawe College. One of the first things we asked Professor Farrell was whether or not he could believe how much Pierre Polyev had won by. There were definitely a lot of questions about how the down ballot
1: support would shake out. And some people maybe were thinking that there might be a move towards Leslie Lewis or something like that. Um, I really don't know if people suspected that the margin of victory would be so big. I think there was a recognition or maybe even a resignation that Jean Charest was not going to do it. He didn't, didn't look like he mathematically had a path to win. Um, but just the, the intensity of the support, the margin of victory um, that Pauliev was able to secure, I think really did surprise a lot of people. In terms of the party, I mean, it's exciting. There were a lot of new membership signups. There was a lot of fundraising from new donors. So that's good. That's something positive they could take away from the campaign to love that. In terms of the final number of votes, 400 or so thousand votes being returned. I mean, that was really high as well. So in terms of, you know where the party goes or how they how they look at this in the um you know just in the recent past this is a good thing this is what they want to see a popular leader with a real big margin of victory so they don't have to worry about some of the same infighting that they
0: had last time around professor Farrell we've talked about this before and we've had some really good conversations with people who say they are card-carrying conservatives and they just they're they're not finding someone who speaks for them. They're not finding that representation based on who the leader is. Is that something that Pierre Polyev has to address immediately?
1: He does. And that's a tough one because conservatives are going to look different around the country. Um, They're going to look different where they are in their lives and and their career. And it is hard to speak. Speak to all those folks, especially in a, in a party that is more ideologically oriented. You look at the liberals, they're they're much more of a brokerage party. They can sort of throw anything into the shopping cart and, and people will be okay with it. That's just the nature of a brokerage party. The Conservative Party's always struggled with, you know, how do we do we stick to our core principles? And and, and really, you know, I guess before that, what are our core principles? And how do we make everybody that Calls themselves a conservative. How do they make everybody happy in our party and make them feel represented by the leader? And so, yeah, that's that's a challenge for or for the new leader. I think also math is something that Pierre Pauliev is is focused on because when we look at the election results from from the twenty twenty one election, thirteen seats uh, were lost to the Liberals. And the People's Party represented the margin of victory. They were the difference. So I think those 13 seats were the priority. Can we get those people back into the conservative tent? And that's why I suspect we saw such a strong embrace of of the convoy protest and some of the rhetoric around that and the opposition to traditional media. That was definitely um, strategically trying to shore up the right flank. Let's get those People's Party voters back into the conservative tent to make them feel represented by the party, make them feel like they've got a place in it. He's also, I think, shifting a bit um, of his messaging around economic issues, sounding a lot more like a, like a Bernie Sanders type candidate speaking about affordability and those little YouTube videos that are really connecting with younger voters, younger, younger male voters in particular. And so I think he's going to try and pry some support away from maybe traditional NDP supporters, um, like we saw the Ontario Progressive Conservatives do provincially. So I think he is trying to do that. And it's a, it's a bit of a task to try and make these different groups of people feel represented in the Conservative Party.
0: It's fascinating to hear you say that. We're talking with Professor Matt Farrell from Fanshawe College, professor of political science, because there are a lot of people who are looking at maybe Pierre Polyev who haven't necessarily followed everything to the letter, but are looking and saying, yeah, 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 he's he's just the guy who's supporting the convoy protesters. That's the line that he's going on. And how's that going to translate to the rest of the country? You're never going to have that support go over big enough in order to become prime minister. But you're pointing to the fact that all you had to do was bring that part of the conservative party maybe back to the regular conservatives. That's that's really interesting to hear that is the strategy.
1: And that's, that's going to get you within striking distance. That's not the whole ballgame. So for him to at least solidify that part of his coalition, that was step one. Now, step two, can you grow? Can you grow the electorate that's going to come out and support you on election day? And when I think back to Justin Trudeau doing this in 2015, he was really able to increase his support in the sort of 18 to 39-ish age bracket. And I think that's where the, um, the sort of, you know, in terms of the next phase for, for Polyev, that's where it's going to be. Can you get new voters that currently aren't voting or, or maybe they wouldn't identify with conservatives right now? Can you get them into your um, camp? When you look at the difference between the 21 and, uh, excuse me, the 2019 and the, and the 21 elections, there wasn't a lot of change. The electorate is pretty static right now. It's polarized by geography. It's polarized, um, you know, things like population density and ideology. Each party's sort of got the their their, their floor. They, they know how well they're going to do, and there's not a lot of room for them to grow. In order for Poliev to do that, um, and it's unlikely that he'd be able to sort of sway um, disaffected liberals... I think the um, the strategy here is to try and attract younger voters, and so again, those those YouTube videos, those messaging about the economy being unfair, you can't afford anything, you can't, uh, you know, your wages are evaporating with inflation. All of those are really designed for for a very specific audience, one that might not want to consume traditional journalism. They don't mind getting their uh, their um, their information, their news from from outlets like YouTube or TikTok. And so he's really speaking to those people. It's kind of like class-based politics, but not in the the traditional class sense, just in terms of speaking about affordability. And I think that's how he's going to try and approach this, you know, approaching the next election, whenever that is. Get some younger people to vote for us. And hopefully that can win us some of those seats in the larger urban centers that they really need to break into. That's been a real challenge for, for the party in the last two elections.
0: Look at the U.S. Bernie Sanders. Young people love him going way back in time. Bill Clinton. Young people loved him. Played the saxophone on MTV. And all of a sudden things can swing in a certain direction. Professor Farrell, and we're talking with Professor Matt Farrell, professor of political science at Fanshawe College. One last thing. If you have a surge like this from Pierre Polyev, if you have him going after the younger voter and really creating some noise that way, what do the liberals do? Because Justin Trudeau seems really stale, even among liberals even among liberal supporters he, he seems like somebody that nobody likes right now what do they do
1: that that is a a tough one for them there's kind of a natural cycle to canadian politics um there's um you know john Pammett and lawrence leduc Le the canadian election study folks they call it dynasties and interludes you'll have a period of rule by a party the dynasty of you know they win three or four elections in a row but then there's Something else that happened. Then another party comes in and you, you get the sense that we're in one of those cycles right now. We've had, you know, three liberal victories kind of getting stale. Uh, approval is not that high. And so th- they definitely need to do something. They need to do something beyond the kind of, I guess, uh, you know, more symbolic measures that Trudeau seems to prefer. Um if, if I was the Liberals, the first thing I would do is, is get rid of the sort of national level vaccine mandates, because that is a, a sort of chief animating principle of, uh, of Poliev's leadership campaign. So if that's the one thing they're going to get the most excited about, then we'll just repeal them right away. Get rid of the Arrive Can stuff, get rid of the national uh, vaccine mandates and uh, uh, mask mandates. That would, to me, I think, deflate a lot of their momentum. Um, beyond that, I, I do think it's going to be a struggle. For, for the Liberals to try and fight back against that enthusiasm. I don't like momentum, whatever you want to call it, vibes that the Conservative Party has right now because it's um, significant. They've got a lot of money, a lot of donors, a lot of new members in terms of sheer dollar value of the money they've been raising lately. They're, I mean, Jean Charest on his own would be greater than the NDP. So, I mean, these, um, I think that the scale of the the enthusiasm they've been generating is going to be scary to the Liberals. I also think it's scarier for the NDP because the NDP really needs to worry about losing some of those more economic-focused voters um, to Poliav. And I think that's where, you know, we did see provincially in Ontario that happened. We saw the Conservatives win a few seats from the NDP. So I think the Liberals are worried, the NDP probably a little more worried because they've got... That to worry about, but also the issue of product differentiation. They're in a sort of coalition, um, whatever you want to call it, with the liberals right now. So, how do you stake out a spot within that kind of economic debate that significant, significantly can differentiate you from, from the liberals and this um, very sound economic messaging that's coming from Pierre? I would say sound, I mean, maybe not in, in terms of fundamental understandings of economics, but at least sound in terms of its ability to resonate with voters.
0: Canadian politics, maybe has gone through a lull where things haven't been as interesting as they could be. The lull seems to be over. Professor Farrell, we'll look forward to chatting again. Thanks for the time. Thanks so much, Mike.